Welcome back, Warrior Kids. My name is Pam Palmiter, and I am the host of the Warrior Kids podcast, which, as you know by now, is taped before our famous live studio audience cricket. I'm a Mi'kmaq professor who has created this podcast to celebrate everything Indigenous and work with Warrior Kids to help make the world a better place. If that sounds like something you'd like to do, then join us here every Wednesday and learn some really cool things along the way. How has everyone been over the last few weeks? I can't believe how quickly the weather has changed here in my part of Turtle Island. We went from sunny and warm days with beautifully colored leaves on the trees to weather that is really quite windy, rainy, and coldy. Yes, I know, Cricket. Coldy is not really a word, but I couldn't resist. All the words rhymed. Windy, rainy, and coldy. But in all honesty, it seems like one day I look out the window and it's a beautiful sea of colors in all the leaves in the trees. And then the next day, there isn't a single leaf on the tree. And guess where all those leaves went? Yep, you guessed it all over our front yard and our backyard. There is literally a kabillion yellow leaves everywhere. Okay, Cricket, you're right again. Kabillion is not really a word. It's kind of a slang word that means lots and lots and lots. Let's just say there are so many leaves on the ground, I can't even count them. And I was going to go rake them up after I finished work today when I came across an article written by our warrior scientist and dear friend, Dr. David Suzuki. Do any of you remember him from our previous podcast? Yes, he's the warrior scientist who loves bugs. Well, in the article, David Suzuki says we should leave the leaves. Get it? Leave the leaves? I kind of like that play on words. Anyway, I had always seen my neighbors rake their leaves every year and assumed that this is something that I should do as well. But David Suzuki says that we should never rake our leaves. And you know why? Because the dead leaves on our lawn is a nursery for butterflies. Yes, that's right. And not just butterflies, but moths and worms live there during the winter as well. David Suzuki also explained that even toads and shrews and salamanders use all of those dead leaves to hide in from predators. So I think I agree with him. It might just be best to leave the leaves right where they are. Which reminds me, The Mi'kmaq word for butterfly is mimigiz. I even know a little girl named mimigiz. Isn't that a beautiful name? And we already know from our previous podcast, Trees Are Our Relatives, that the Mi'kmaq word for leaf is nipi. So, if we want a butterfly, mimigiz, to be able to make new butterflies, it should have a leaf, nipi, to live under this winter, and preferably a whole bunch of leaves. I had no idea how important dead leaves were to nature. I guess that's why lifelong learning is so important. There's always traditional indigenous teachings 
and new science that can help us live in a better way with nature. Learning about the importance of dead leaves means that I can take action to protect some of the plants and animals and insects that depend on those dead leaves. I just love learning, and it so happens that November is one of my favorite months to learn. You know why? Because November is Native American Heritage Month. It's the perfect time to learn more about Indigenous peoples that live in that part of Turtle Island that's now known as the United States. Native American Heritage Month is so important because it is a celebration of many different Native nations in the United States and honors all of their cultures and contributions. One of the most important things to learn is the terminology or the words used to refer to Native peoples today. Do you all remember in our second Warrior Kids podcast episode when we talked about Indigenous identity and all the different words that were used to refer to Indigenous peoples in Canada? Well, today, as part of Native American Heritage Month, we'll compare some of that terminology that's used both in Canada and the United States. In the past, Native peoples were sometimes referred to as Indians in both countries, but most people don't use that term anymore. In Canada, the term most often used is First Nations, and in the United States, it's Native American. So, you got that? So far, so good? First Nations in Canada, Native Americans in the United States. In Canada, our larger traditional nations were often divided into smaller communities known as First Nations, many of which live on smaller pieces of land called reserves. So by way of example, I am part of the larger Mi'kmaq Nation, but I'm also a member of Eel River Bar First Nation, one of the 29 smaller Mi'kmaq communities that make up the larger Mi'kmaq Nation. The same thing also happened in the United States, where some of the larger traditional nations were divided into smaller communities, sometimes referred to as tribes, bands, villages, pueblos, or communities. And they live on reserves too, but in the United States, they're called reservations. Take, for example, the large Apache nation. That nation is now divided into six different tribes. So are you with me so far? Do you get the difference between the larger traditional nation and the smaller communities that might make up part of that nation called First Nations in Canada or tribes and bands in the United States? That's great! I know that these words can be hard to remember sometimes. But the most important thing to remember is that whether we are talking about the northern or the southern part of Turtle Island, Canada or the United States, these lands are all the traditional lands of the many strong, beautiful Indigenous nations. We have so much to celebrate about Native Americans that we can't possibly fit it all into this podcast, but we're going to try to include as much as we can. Let's start with some Native Americans that we have already celebrated here on the Warrior Kids podcast. Do you remember when we talked to Jordan Marie Brings Three White Horses Daniel? We had spoken to her previously in our 
Running is Tradition episode. She is a famous Lakota runner who comes from a long line of Lakota runners who use running as medicine and ceremony. Jordan is pretty amazing because she also uses running to help advocate for Indigenous women and girls. She's a real warrior for her people. In fact, when I heard it was Native American Heritage Month, she was literally the first person that I thought of. And then I thought about the Haudenosaunee lacrosse players, whose nation is in both Canada and the United States. We learned from Randy Stott, Jeremy Thompson, and Brendan Bomberry that the sport of lacrosse actually came from indigenous peoples. It used to be played by the spirit animals in the sky and was gifted to the Haudenosaunee. Just think of all of the people all around the world who have fun playing lacrosse, all thanks to native peoples. And do you want to know something else that just happened that's really historic for the United States? Well, you all probably heard your parents talking about the recent election. During this election, six Native Americans were elected to Congress. It's historic because that many have never been elected to Congress before. So you had one from the Pueblos of Laguna, one from the Ho-Chunk, one from the Chickasaw, two from the Cherokee Nation, and one Native Hawaiian. Isn't that amazing? Three men, three women. It's pretty exciting, and I think it's one of the things that should be acknowledged and celebrated during Native American Heritage Month. Something else that's pretty amazing that not everybody knows is that there was a famous actor named Will Rogers, and he starred in a lot of movies, especially as a cowboy. He was even a newspaper columnist and commentator. But did you know that he was a Cherokee citizen born in the Cherokee Nation? Yeah, that's right. Native Americans have also been amazingly famous and successful movie actors, singers, dancers, and creators of all kind. Native American Heritage Month gives us an opportunity to celebrate all of these amazing people. Another really incredible Native American is someone called Billy Mills. He was Oglala Lakota and he used to be a track and field athlete who won a gold medal at the Olympics. It was considered one of the most amazing Olympic wins ever. There are just so many amazing Native American people doing so many great things. I wish we could just include them all in this podcast. And then I thought about some of our other episodes where we talked about traditional Native medicines or foods that have come from Native Americans. And then I thought, you know what? We don't need a special month to celebrate Native Americans here on the Warrior Kids podcast because... We celebrate Indigenous peoples on Turtle Island all the time. We can learn about Indigenous peoples and cultures in Canada and the United States all year round and then share that knowledge with everyone we know. That way, next year, 
you warrior kids will all be teaching me cool things about Native Americans. But for this year, I decided to do something really special to honor my Native American relatives in the United States. And guess what that is? No, seriously, guess. Okay, you're never going to guess. All right, some of you might guess. Okay, okay, Cricket. All right. Here's the special thing that I did. I decided to share a traditional Mi'kmaq story with all of you. Why a Mi'kmaq story? Well, my nation, the Mi'kmaq, is one of those nations that's located in both Canada and the United States. So, a celebration of Native Americans includes a celebration of Mi'kmaq peoples. There are many Indigenous nations whose lands are in both Canada and the United States, as well as along the border of the United States and Mexico. Basically, they're all parts of Turtle Island. So, what I'm going to do is post that special Mi'kmaq story episode as a special standalone podcast so that you can listen to it anytime, but also especially, and if you want to, right before bed. Well, warrior kids, does anyone else feel like we learned a lot today? We learned that butterflies make their winter in all the dead leaves on the ground, and that's where baby butterflies are born so we probably shouldn't be raking up their nursery. We also learned that the Mi'kmaq word for butterfly is mimigis, and that the word for leaf is nipi. Mimigis, butterfly, nipi, leaf. We learned that this month is Native American Heritage Month, and that there is so much to celebrate about Native American peoples and cultures that we really should just celebrate them all year round. So, warrior kids, what can we do to celebrate Indigenous peoples and cultures all year round? Whether it's First Nations in Canada, Native Americans in the United States, or Indigenous nations in both Canada and the United States, like the Mi'kmaq, there is much to celebrate. I hope you share some of this knowledge with your families, teachers, and friends. And maybe, just maybe, you could send me some more of your artwork, perhaps? Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And finally, maybe you've learned something special about Native Americans during Native American Heritage Month that you would like to share with me. Yes, Cricket, I meant that you would like to share with all of us, Cricket included. Your parents can always help you contact us on our website at www.warriorkidspodcast.com or they can email us directly at warriorkidspodcast at hotmail.com. Happy Native American Heritage Month, everyone. Thank you all for listening, learning, and acting. Till next time. Later, Gators. (laughs) 